according to his power that is at work within us to Okay, everyone, uh, welcome to Season 1, Episode 4 of Spear and Lancaster Podcast. I'm Jeremy Lancaster, and very excited to be with you all today. I'm actually going to be going solo with you through this conversation today. And the title of our podcast is, Don't Wait Until the PSM Standard Changes to Ensure that These Systems that I'm going to talk about today um, are in place and robust. And again, I'm going to be uh, flying solo with you. It's, uh, you've got you've got me at the mic, and I'm going to narrate you through a few uh, key takeaways and thoughts around process safety, uh, risk reduction, and as it relates to the regulatory changes. And you may already be thinking to yourself, okay, when is the process safety standard changing that started in 1992? Well, my, my answer to that is uh, no, no one knows for sure, kind of. Uh, there's some dates that are out there, and my focus today is not necessarily the dates, but to get you thinking about those uh, changes and, and, more importantly, how you can reduce risk. And I'm going to cover that with, with five uh, key takeaways uh, that I think will even save you some time and point you in the right direction as to things that could be coming from the standard. And again, these will lower your risk and help prevent that big type of event uh, from occurring. And at the conclusion of the discussion together, once I go over those key areas, I'm also going to circle back and make the case through each of these five themes that I'm going to share and tie those directly to some chemical board process safety events that have occurred in industry, which will hopefully emphasize even further why you should implement these changes in your organization. So get ready. Here we go. Get your notepad ready. Get your recording ready. And we'll jump right into them. We'll be right back after this break. Baron Lancaster is an expert safety, process safety, and industrial hygiene consulting firm dedicated to helping organizations increase profits through the use of risk management and incident prevention techniques. Spiro Lancaster has over 60 years of combined experience assisting hundreds of national and international organizations in achieving greater profitability by reducing workplace risk. So as we talk about the five key process safety areas, uh, for you to verify effectiveness, the first one that I want to talk about is highly hazardous chemicals. And I picked that one first for a reason. Hopefully, you're thinking about obvious reasons for those. But I've actually had firsthand experiences and understand the consequences of working around highly reactive, highly hazardous chemicals. Yeah. I've worked at facilities where those type of events have occurred. Maybe, maybe some of you all listening have uh, unfortunately had that experience also. Believe it or not, this, the process safety standard as it's written today does not cover all the highly hazardous stuff that we deal with in the industry. And this is on top of my list for you to consider, even if the chemicals that you deal with every day is not covered under the standard, the work practices within the standard 
have some great tools to help you reduce risk. So my takeaway for the first one for you with highly hazardous chemicals is ensure that your team members know how to safely handle the chemicals. Seek out experts if you don't. Don't wait on a standard change and an incident to occur while you're handling those. And I refer to this as a process safety core competency. That term's used in industry quite often also. And you, you can actually visit our website. We've got an article that we've put together around process safety competencies that defines that e even further. But dealing with highly hazardous chemicals safely is a core competency. So number one is highly hazardous and reactive chemicals. Ensure that you have a plan in place in your company to mitigate those risks. Number two of process safety areas to ensure that you've got effective systems in place is atmospheric storage tanks. I picked atmospheric storage tanks in the existing standard. There's language around there talking about remote areas where some companies may not have previously included, you know, one of your, one of your largest volumes of flammables, volatile products that are stored and may have not previously been included in your risk analysis. So if you're not doing that well, think about including those now in your process safety management, your risk evaluation processes. One thing to think about is how well do your level indicators, how are they functioning in your tank storage areas? And if, if you can't answer that, that may help you make the case of maybe I need to do something more robust in my storage tank areas where I've got high volumes of product. So that's number two. Number three is, this is an area that was not, is very clear in the, in the initial part of the original 1910-119 standard, oil and gas drilling production facilities were exempt. Drilling operations bring unique risks and formal risk reviews that are offered through formal hazard assessments. But you think about all the employees, contractors that work around drilling operations, the different hazards that you all that work in that industry deal with, high pressure, hydrogen sulfide, other flammable products. Who could benefit more than you to ensure that you've got robust process safety management systems in place? So when the standard does change, whenever that may be, I think we'll most likely see that oil and gas drilling production type facilities that were previously exempt will be brought into the standard. So that's number three. Number four, safer technology and mechanical integrity. Now, some of you all that are listening that are already familiar with process safety, you may say, oh, well, that's uh, Jeremy, that's, that's already in the standard already. Mechanical integrity, MI is already covered. But the intent is to broaden and be more comprehensive on what's required to look at newer technology. And then once you've got that technology in place, ensure that you've got the preventative maintenance, the forward-looking processes in place to ensure that those systems function properly when they need to. So if you're not a covered PSM facility now and you want to take that step to further reduce your risk, think about safer technology and mechanical integrity. That's my number four.
Number five, last but not least, the draft standard talks about third-party auditing, third-party contractor auditing. And I listed that number five for the simple reason is if, if you feel you're at risk, and most companies are, that you've got complacency in your organization, you may need those extra set of eyes. Uh, some use the term cold eyes, cold eyes review, someone coming in to see how effective that your programs are. Process safety is much more than just checking a box for compliance. Process safety is about reducing risk in major events and having that extra set of eyes and input can help you go beyond compliance and this can be accomplished through focus area number five, third party auditing. So there you have it. Those are my top five. Actually, if, if you dive into the draft standard, there's anywhere from, depending on what you go read, 17 to 18 different proposed changes. But those are my top five, which I feel will give you the greatest amount of risk reduction. And as I mentioned at the beginning, from a conclusion standpoint, there's some great information through the chemical safety board that has some animated videos and it actually didn't take me very long to find there's several that tie directly to the top five that i just covered with you so i'm going to list those and challenge you to go out and look for those on the chemical safety board video library and spend some time if you haven't gone through these videos so i talked about reactive chemicals and there's a great video out there through the CSB that talks about the dangers of popcorn polymer and butadiene and the hazards associated with that. So that's, that's one related to reactive chemicals. As I mentioned, one of my top five was related to uh, tank farms and including those in your risk reviews. There's a great CSB video out there titled Filling Blind that's a unbelievable video related to a catastrophic uh, fire in a tank farm uh, that would be worth you looking at if that's one of the areas that you feel you need to go improve. The third one that I list for you is Silent Killer, hydrogen sulfide release in Odessa, Texas. And of course that relates to those that work in the oil and gas and, and drilling. Fourth video to consider taking a look at is Inherently Safer Technology, which talks about mechanical integrity and using some of the improvements in technology that are related to process safety rather than just relying on people and procedures to mitigate risk. And last but not least, ignored warnings. Explosion in St. Louis is a chemical safety board animated video that talks about culture and when you don't have robust systems in place and That'll help you when you think about, okay, contractor auditing, third-party auditing, having an extra sets of eyes in place to see if my management systems, your management systems are as robust as you think, as you think might think they are or not. So there you have it though. There's five animated videos for you to include with uh, your self-assessment as to further reducing your process safety risk. We'll also include those in our podcast summary, and I'll have some links to you for you to be able to use that takes you right to the chemical safety board videos 
and I'll have two links available for you that takes you to some more information related to the proposed changes to the PSM 1910-119 standard where you can stay abreast of those changes and when it might go into effect. So that's a wrap for us today. I appreciate your time and listening. Hopefully you find it beneficial and stay tuned and join us for future podcasts on Spear and Lancaster. According to his power.